Welcome to Misunderstandings of the Mind podcast, the space where we explore common misunderstandings of how life works, allowing us to gain new perspectives on health, wealth, relationships, and much more. Life doesn't have to be hard work. It can be a flowing collection of experiences if we learn some simple truths about how our experience is created. Through this understanding, we realize that at a fundamental level, we are all already whole and perfect. Hi, Nicole. We're live. Welcome to Misunderstandings of the Mind podcast. Nice to see you. Thank you for having me. We're going to have to a funny start there. Um, yeah, so misunderstandings of self-help, you know. Um, it's an interesting term, isn't it? Self-help because it like, there's so many, uh, I mean, I was in the, um, 12 step world for, for, for a long time in my recovery from addiction and, and people called it self-help. And then people started saying it's not self-help, it's mutual aid. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, I think that's just like another term for the same thing, you know, but you had to use the correct buzzword, you know, it's like, it's not self-help. Um, or, you know, somewhat, People see it, I guess, similar to personal development. But I, I think regardless of the term, I was somewhat in that world for a long time, you know, just trying to help myself, I guess, is, is the easiest way of me seeing the word self-help, you know, mm. um, in whatever way possible, you know, through, through, through study, through attending events, through saying I love you in the mirror, you know, whatever it was, you know, it was kind of like the next the next thing that was somehow going to um, help me get better, you know, because I, I, I did spend my life suffering, you know, it was um, f- from, from the misunderstanding. And, um, you know, I, 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 would, I would personally just do anything, whatever the next thing that came into my conscious awareness, you know, like someone would say, oh, have you tried this new EMDR? You know, this thing, it's really good for getting over trauma. You know, it's kind of great. Oh, what is it? Well, it, they desensitize your, you know, you talk about your trauma and, they, and you, somebody watches your eye movement and, it, and then it would be, you know, when I trained to be a therapist, have you tried TA therapy? It's much better than all the other therapies, you know, because it's kind of <laughs> this and that, you know, so it was like, you know, I was just in, you know, to what I would, I would like, if someone told me something was good, I would want to try it, you know, because it, I always, the, the, the the commonality in all that is that I always wanted to get away from who I thought I was. You know, I always wanted to escape from the reality that I was creating. You know, I always wanted somehow to be somewhere else other than here, you know? Mm. So yeah, yeah, I don't know where we jump off, but I mean, that's kind of like, uh, for me, uh, you know, what, what comes to mind when I talk about self-help. Yeah, that's, that's so interesting. I think, elements kind of similar in my own journey but for me it was about um because I very much had dived into the self-help world when I got ill with chronic fatigue syndrome and so I'd spent years and years and years basically just you know like you say doing affirmations and repeating stuff in the mirror and (laughs) kind of training but I trained in loads of different things much like you must have done and and so I trained in reflexology reiki you know um homeopathy there were, there were so many different things that are yoga meditation all the kind of things that you kind of think of when talking about self-help and I think where that had come from like you say it was a misunderstanding but I'd kind of spent my whole life striving to be more 
And I think that kind of stemmed from at the age of four, my dad left and, and I had a lot of thinking about that. It really looked to me like I wasn't enough. Mm. And so at that point I'd kind of been carted around lots of different psychotherapists and cause I, I got ill when I was 10 as well with chronic fatigue syndrome. So I wasn't able to walk. Um, and yeah, so it really looked like my, my entire life that I needed to be more or, or to be fixed, I guess. So I think for me, that's where diving into self-help kind of came from. It's like all these different things throughout my life really looked to me in that, in thinking that I was in that, that I needed, I was broken and I needed (laughs) to be fixed. So it kind of made sense. And like you say, when, when I was ill with chronic fatigue the second time, I remember people would always have a solution for chronic fatigue or, you know, have you tried this? Have you tried that? And if somebody had said, you know, wear purple spotted socks, I'd have done that just (laughs) to see if that had actually helped. Um, And I was saying, yeah, I was constantly looking outside of myself. But when I came across the principles, that just all really fell away because I realized and and the biggest insight I had was that we weren't broken. And so that kind of made me see the entire time that this, misunderstanding that I was broken had kept me in this constant search which wasn't particularly yeah helpful (laughs) you know it was just exhausting me even more really what was that what was that insight then how did that come about and what was that like seeing that you weren't when you said you saw that you weren't broken what what happened there yeah I I think really just coming across that understanding of of how you know, we're always living in our thought, but that underneath that, who we really are was not born that way. So I think for me, like I suffered with anxiety when I was ill and really seeing that fundamentally I wasn't anxious because I wasn't born that way. I wasn't born anxious. Um, And that really it was just anxious thinking and that that didn't need fixing. It was it was working one to one with a mentor, actually, when I first came across the principles. And so I had like an intensive day session where I would um, delve into really what what the principles were and, and more kind of make sense of it in my own life, I guess. And then from there, I just carried on keeping in the conversation with a regular mentor. And that really helped me to just see that this was truth. It just it just had a ring, a ring of truth to it, really, um, that who we are isn't broken. Like we're not anxious fundamentally when we're born, you know, we're not, we're not broken when we're born. And so we're still not broken. It's just that we think we are. So I remember then looking back at affirmations and kind of laughing at the amount of effort I'd put in over the years um, with kind of sitting there in front of the mirror. And actually all that that had served was making me feel like more of a failure because I would then kind of not believe what I was saying in the affirmations. And I remember, you know, sitting in front of the mirror saying, I am worthy, I'm worthy. And kind of, feeling like a failure even at the affirmations because even I, I couldn't even do those right you know <laughs> and uh, yeah it's, uh, yeah I think it's like I think all of you know if we, like my when I say self-help I don't mean there is a real thing called self-help I just mean my understanding of self-help but I think all of it is set up to, to for us to feel like a failure you know because it's like it's trying to you know, for me, it just doesn't make sense. It's trying to over, overcome something that doesn't exist in the first place, you know? And, yeah. and that was that was my big insight into it. It was kind of like, well, how do I get over this lack of confidence that 
that um, you know what what is it I need to do to be more confident? Well, actually, when I see that the idea that I have a lack of confidence is just made of thought, it's not made of anything else. Then there's nothing I need to do to overcome something that doesn't exist in the first place. <laughs> Which is kind of funny when you look. At it. It's when you see it. It's like, oh my god, how much effort did I put into kind of trying to force that to be different um, when actually it was just an illusion in the first place. I think that's, that's what I began to see was, was that the nature of, you know, our lives, our life is just constant illusion. And beyond that is, is kind of who we are. Um, like, you know, wisdom, there's lots of different labels that I now use to kind of define that, but that kind of more settled feeling or, you know, whatever it is that, that resonates for you is wisdom, I guess. Yeah. So like, what was the, you know, like, I was just thinking if I was listening to this, what would I be curious about? And I, and I think that like, what was like a snapshot of a, of your life before, you know, you found the understanding and then, and then after, you know, what, what, what looked so different, you know, what was the, yeah. What, how was your yeah. experience of life different? Well, I guess before I was very much kind of striving. So I, I was very, very much anxious. Um, and so I remember um, having a really kind of what felt like a traumatic time in my life. And, and I heard, uh, actually got married and, and that was quite traumatic. So um, basically because my partner's family didn't like me and they told me that. So that felt quite, to me, you know, that, that was quite a big thing when my dad had kind of <laughs> walked away and I had a lot of thinking about not being enough. And so at that point, I kind of took myself off to Bali and learned to meditate and do yoga. And, and I had kind of, when I was in Bali, I thought that I'd found my inner peace because I was meditating. But when I got back, it kind of just all came back. So it, again, it was like this temporary plaster almost that we'd put over with self-help tools and techniques. So meditation for a while really looked like it helped. But then when I got back, it, it just kind of felt different again. And it didn't really serve any purpose and when I came across the principles I realized that it wasn't the meditation that had actually helped me it was the fact that I thought that I was okay because I was meditating mm. if that makes sense so it was it was just because my thoughts had settled that I felt better but I thought that it was coming from the self-help so in that it really looked like the external was was making me feel better and so I was constantly in a search for something outside that would fix me and make me feel better and what I realized through the principles was really that that good feeling was coming from me and nowhere else and that we didn't really need to do anything so it was like a sense of relief really I think that's the biggest thing and that's the biggest thing that my clients kind of say when they when they work with me is like oh my god that's such a relief like how did we not know this before like we don't need to we don't need to do anything there's nothing to do it's just kind of fixing itself well not fixing itself we don't need fixing but it's, it's kind of like there's this wisdom that's working it out for us there's this natural intelligence that's guiding us through life and that's living us if that makes sense and in that way there's nothing for us to really do to to feel better because naturally we will eventually return that to that to that place i think one of my favorite things was um hearing someone saying i can't remember who said it but like we don't tell our hearts how to how to beat and we don't tell our lungs how to breathe and it's the same for our minds they're always kind of finding their way back to balance if we just leave them alone and i think for me that was what really 
made me go, wow, okay. <laughs> There's literally nothing to do. That totally makes sense. Like we don't sit here going, come on heart, you can beat. Like, let's, let's do this. It's, uh, and it seems kind of silly when you see that, that, that that's what we basically do through self-help is like, we're trying to get in there and fix something that is just based on a misunderstanding. Yeah, I love having that sense of that sense of knowing that the mind calms itself down when I don't do anything. You know, it's kind of like like my natural response to any sort of panic situation that might involve panic. You know, in the past is now is just okay. You know, don't do anything, and and you'll and what to do will become clear. You know, and it's kind yeah. of like. It's such, I mean, like last night, I mean, just as an example, I'd, I'd um, just had a log burner put in my house and it's like I'd, I'd lit a fire and gone out the room, came back, the room was filled with smoke. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, oh shit, you know, like straight away for a moment. I was like, but just straight away, this sense of calmness came over me. You know, it's like, everything's going to be fine. It's not going to yeah. matter. Nothing's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Open the window. You know, and it was like, and I stood there for a minute and I thought, okay, so something's wrong. You know what I mean? It's kind of like worked out, you know, and it was cool. But like, whereas in the past, I would have just gone panic stations, you know, like flapping, you know, what to do, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, perhaps got a bucket of water to throw on the fire or something, you know, it's kind of like, and, and, <laughs> and I had a real stress about the fact that I'd invested money in something that hadn't worked, you know, all that time yeah. where it's like my, my most natural disposition is just, to be calm you know every time something i mean i've been in the middle of a big project with my house and like every time something's gone wrong and a lot of things have you know it's kind of been a case of like okay you know what is there to learn here you know it's kind of like there's something to work out you know and it's kind of and there's been situations where other people have been pissed off with me you know and like shouted you know and stuff like that and i've just like remained totally calm in it you know regardless and those were all situations that for me where you know it would have looked like there was um you know my natural disposition would have been to go away and freak out and just you know feel bad and you know try and sort stuff out but I just know with this understanding that I have of what you said you know it's kind of like of how the mind you know when I leave it alone just settles itself that my experience mm. of life is is very calm and um and things get done you know it's kind of like thing and 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 through there's no effort you know there's no there's no real racking my brains to work things out or strive or achieve stuff it's kind of like the answers just naturally come you know without any effort really most of the time yeah and i think in in saying that like the self help industry almost kind of keeps us stuck in that cycle in a way because it's like it almost keeps analyzing our thoughts. And that's the way I kind of see that is that we have all these kind of thoughts flying around our head in the first place when something, you know, when we're stuck in that kind of headspace or we feel stuck in that headspace. And then by doing self-help, it's almost like we're adding more and more and more and more thinking in and getting more anxious about why we're anxious instead of just leaving it alone. Mm. And, and for me, it was quite a nice way to see that because it's like, I know if we just create space and don't try and change or fix or do anything, actually it's, it's giving us a better chance to just let our thoughts settle. Um, and, and for me, that was really what I, what I found. And so actually, because I'm a, I'm a writer, I love journaling and I always used to journal. And so that's another way that this kind of changed, I guess, things for me is that when I used to journal, I would journal about 
you know, why I was anxious and what had happened and all the kind of content of the narratives, which just, again, kind of kept me stuck in it. And I think that's something the self-help industry advocate is kind of will journal about your feelings and journal about your thoughts. And, and it's still another way of just diving into it. Whereas now when I journal, it's, it's more curious, like you said, you know, it's that curiosity about what's going on and, and what's beyond that, because, yeah, it just feels, it just feels totally different. It's like now when I journal, it's pointing more upstream um, and, and just remembering how it works. Yeah. It, when you said about like analysis, like I remember someone saying to me, analysis is like throwing logs on the fire. You know, it's kind of like, <laughs> no, that, that wasn't meant to be a pun. You know, the fire, the fire thing that happened to me, you know, it's kind of like, it just, but it just came to mind, fire, talking about fires and analysis, you know, it's like, yeah. um, you know, how it's, it's almost like we're conditioned, you know, as a society to, um, to work out our problems, you know, and to talk to people mm-hmm. about our problems, you know, and, and, and so-and-so is good to talk to, you know, so you go away and you tell them all the problems and they give you some good advice, you know, or whatever, or you go to your self-help group and everyone tells you how you should do it or what you need to do or what they did when they were in a situation that was like yours, you know, and it's kind yeah. of like, and you spend time in this analysis of, you know, why it went the way it did or how it happened, talking about it and, you know, um, you know, to me, it just that that just seems completely the opposite of you know of how it really works. Because now it's kind of like I'm just don't want to talk about anything that you know. I get caught up in life. I have my human moments, yeah, and um, like we all do, you know. And it's kind of like, and then I wake up to the truth. You know, I realize I snap out of it quickly, and I don't feel any need to analyze it, and it passes really quickly, you know. And I return to. Yeah. The, that state of equilibrium that you talked about, you know, where everything's okay again. And I don't have to, I don't have that, you know, like the thought on top of thought that you mentioned, I don't have the judgment judgment, and I don't have the analysis of the, of the thought in the first place. And, or why is there something wrong with me? How come I can't get this right? You know, it's kind of like the the self berating or the stick that I used to beat myself with, you know, so often that I just allow myself to be, okay in my human moments you know it's kind of like yeah you know me too and I think that's really where the freedom is that's for me where the freedom was it was like there's this relief that I didn't need to worry about any of that anymore worry about why why I was anxious it was like it just fundamentally explained everything it was like oh this is all just one big misunderstanding (laughs) you know it's like we don't need to do anything about it it's just what it is (laughs) Um, but it's interesting because you know talking about the self-help industry kind of conditioning us it's it's actually it is part of my book I've been writing about this because the self-help industry is kind of booming and it's worth about 13 billion dollars in the US alone and so it's just been growing and growing and growing and and it's almost like it's quite funny really because that kind of indicates it's not really helping (laughs) yeah in um in the book paradigm shift you know i don't know if you've read it but um jack pransky interviewed george pransky about when he first met sid and george had gone over there and sid had asked you know about um what is it you do as a psychologist you know and he said well i mean this isn't the exact words of the book but as i remember it, you know he said well we take people into the past you know and we um we look at why they are how they are and stuff and um and Sid asked George, well, does it work? And he went, well, 
not really. <laughs> you know, and it was kind of like <laughs> that was me, you know, because as a you know as a therapist, you know, it was kind of like that was what I did. You know, I looked at people's past and I because I spent years looking at my own past. Um, you know, like trying to find solutions in the past, you know, or trying to find solutions mm -hmm. in analysis of, of what people were suffering with. And um, yeah. In a time that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's gone. <laughs> Any exists in, the, in our thinking about it, which is hilarious. Yeah. And like you said, the industry's, I mean, it's, it's, it's somewhat frustrating, you know, to have a, an understanding that, that would change the world um, and see that, many people are perpetuating the problem, you know, through their, through their modality of, of whatever they're preaching or practicing or teaching with good intentions, innocently, you know, it's not in a, yeah. not in a malicious way, you know, and I need to make that clear because for me it was never in a malicious way. Um, no, and we've kind of all, all been there, I guess, at some point. And, it, and it's, it's like, it's what's true for us in that moment. So it looks, it looks like that is the most sensible option when you're kind of there and it's just seeing something different, isn't it? That, that kind of frees you from it. Yeah. What but I, I, I think I remember somebody talking about how psychology literally translates to the study of the mind and the soul or the mind and the spirit. And, and I guess when you come back to that, that is what the three principles is really pointing to. Whereas it, psychology then kind of split and went off in the direction of behavioral change and I think mm. that's where it kind of obviously changed and, and started looking at changing people and fixing them and the assumption that they were broken but actually when we come back to the fact that we've all got this mental health and this well-being kind of inbuilt within us and that's what we kind of knew when we started looking at psychology um, it's kind of just taking us back to that really and I liked that explanation because it's like yeah, that makes sense. It's, there's a, again a truth to it that just yeah feels right. Yeah. So what? Do, what's your? Do you have like a, when people come to work with you and stuff, you know, and that and they, I guess, I guess a lot of the time it's someone who's been some way trying to fix their own life, you know, yeah. and and like is there a is there a common theme for people and like what and how do they what do they see differently? How do, how do they experience it? Yeah, I mean, again, I kind of work with anyone who's feeling stuck in any area, but it tends to be someone that would resonate with part of my story, I guess. So, you know, whether that's illness or feeling broken or feeling lost and 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 the way I kind of look at it now and we were just talking before this conversation a little bit is is for me, it's it's like we don't need self-help, but to me, it makes sense to kind of call it self-rediscovery. And I, I call it rediscovery because it's like, seeing something new about what was already there um and and for me that's kind of twofold so i think you know we can we can play with who we want to be in in our humanness and and so i have a, a like a self-rediscovery summit on the moment at the moment and it's it's all about unraveling a life you love and it, it is that kind of element of we can play with creating whatever we want in our lives and being who we want to be in our humanness but there's also kind of that exploration and rediscovery of who we are beyond all thought. Um, so that's generally kind of how I help people really is, is on that kind of journey of self rediscovery to seeing something different and, and moving away from self help and, <laughs> and kind of tuning into their own wisdom really is, is how I would describe it. 
Um, cause for me, that's what it's, that's what it's ultimately about. It's about seeing beyond the thoughts and, and the, and the experience of our thoughts and, and seeing that whilst, you know, we can play in all of that and it can be fun to play in all of that. And, and we can even play in that differently to how we might have done before. It's like who we are is, is wisdom. And, you know, we're guided by the natural intelligence behind life or whatever label you want to use for it. You know, some people relate to that as divinity or, you know, love or connection or whatever word you kind of want to use for that. But that kind of settled feeling, that, that space of kind of well-being and peace and joy and whatever you want to call it. But yeah, so it's, it's kind of taking people back to that and, and seeing their true possibility rather than feeling stuck. Um, and I think that's what self-help kind of does is, is almost keep us stuck and, and, you know, not meaning to, but that's certainly what it did for me. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just helping people move in a different direction, I guess, or pointing people to a new, a new way of seeing things. Yeah. The people really struggle with that question. I think that, I, you know, I tend to have a sense, most people say answer that they don't know. You know, if I, if I ask them who they are, beyond beyond their idea of themselves you know beyond anything that they've made up beyond their created identity beyond their um gender or their job role or their you know the, the role in their family or whatever it is they're kind of like stumped for an answer really yeah yeah and I love that it's like well we don't really know but that's kind of the point <laughs> that's like that's the trick behind all of it <laughs> but it's it's yeah I think there's People like to think they know who they are, but, you know, we can play in being whatever we want and we don't have to define that in a label, although we, we often like to. Mm. But really beyond all of that, it's like, well, we, we, you know, who we are is just, for me, it's, it comes back to like whatever beats our hearts and grows the trees and all of that sort of thing. It's like, we don't we have no idea really but it's for me it's that natural intelligence that's kind of living us mm. yeah it's it's like it's a great question to get people considering isn't it you know it's kind of like who, who are we really because it's like people only know who they are through through their ideas you know and it's like and and I think for everyone, you know, when you look at the, the truth of how that form, you know, how that idea is created, you know, that you, that you, that you carry into life, you know, that the, the information you were given about yourself, the criticism you were given, the, the, what you made of the relationships that failed, you know, and all, all the, you know, your family upbringing, the society that you had, you know, and all the ideas that you took on, you know, it's kind of like, became your conditioning you know and then it's kind of like you you live life as in you know every right and wrong is whether it fits into your conditioning or doesn't you know it's kind of yeah. like that and it's and it's like looking beyond that that there's so much more on offer for people um than than, than living within the confines of their conditioning and yeah. you know i think for me it was kind of like you know it was such an expansive awakening you know of like thinking wow well it's kind of like actually well someone I, mean, I remember someone asking me you know can it not can conditioning not be good you know and it's kind of like and I thought well I sat and thought I sat with it for a while and I kind of thought well it could be good you know but how do you know how good it could be 
you know, if that, if, cause any conditioning is a limitation, you know, it's kind of like, yeah. it's a limit, even a good limitation, you know, it's kind of like that things are good, but it's like, how do you know, you know, how much better it could be? I mean, life could be way beyond. There's such a small smidgen of understanding that we have versus, you know, what we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's better. It's definitely better to just play in that space of not knowing which is all where we're always playing really but we just don't think we are <laughs> it's like as soon as we think we know something it's it's uh, it's just an illusion again yeah. and, and I think that's a great space to be in because we we hate uncertainty and I think maybe that's perhaps where self-help comes from is that looking for some kind of stability looking to know looking for answers whereas actually you know we can we can be okay in the unknown. Like we can actually be, you know, we can thrive and, and there's so much possibility in the unknown. So why would we want to shut that down? Why would we want to know either? It's interesting how, um, how comfortable people feel in their sense of known in their sense of, in their sense of what they think they know, you know, and it's yeah. kind of like that they, they stay in this vicious circle of, of thinking they're living a, a life where everything's known and everything's secure and stable and that's what makes them feel okay you know by everything being like that yet yet the reality is is that it's completely unknown you know yeah. it's kind of like it's always unknown <laughs> there is no such thing as security created from circumstances it just looks that way yeah i know and it's it's so compelling i guess that's what we've been taught is that you know we need certain things and things to look a certain way for us to feel secure, but it's not it, in, you know, since seeing the principles, it's, it's really not that way at all. It's, it's like, actually we can be okay with whatever's happening in, in each moment. And I think that's what it really instilled was that sense of knowing that we're always okay, no matter what. And then it, the, the uncertain points become easy to deal with because you don't need to know. Because there's something that knows for you, if that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. It's always there. And it's really trusting that. I think that's perhaps where this need to, to kind of fix and change and, and dive into self-help and personal development comes from, maybe, is this need to know. And this lack of trust in wisdom. Because I think, again, something that people that I'm working with often say is, you know, well, but yeah, but can we really trust it? Can we really trust that it's going to be okay? I'm like, well, just play with it and see, see what happens. And then usually <laughs> they, they, you know, come back next time and they're like, yeah, that really worked actually. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> and it's interesting, but it's interesting what comes up in that space of, of them kind of staying curious and staying open. And again, it's that openness to whatever might be possible rather than shutting it down with a certain tool or technique that we think will temporarily fix it. Whatever it is we're trying to fix. <laughs> and it's funny as well, because actually in my book, I think I talk about um, like uh, if you look to kind of indigenous tribes and and you know the far east and places like that who maybe don't have self-help books that's kind of their natural thing is that they just kind of live in this uncertainty and and you know they're not you know indigenous people aren't sitting around reading self-help books they're just kind of living each moment like <laughs> as it is and dealing with it and just accepting it and i think acceptance was another key thing that i learned it's like well 
you know, we don't need to evade our, our situation. We can just, we've got everything we need within us to cope with it in each moment. So if we are suffering, we can, we can deal with that. And yeah, it just, it kind of made me laugh because we, we so often sit around reading self-help books, but when you look to kind of other cultures who are just more accepting, more in the moment and more accepting of the flow of life, I guess, you know, they're not, they're not contributing to the 13 billion, billion dollar self-help industry. They're just, just being, being present. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? It's like that we've created, you know, as a, as a, um, you know, as, as an explanation of humanity, you know, that we've created this idea of ourselves and then, you know, we'd suffer from the idea that we've created and then we've actually <laughs> created a solution to escape from the suffering that's now earning what? <laughs> uh, 13 billion, did you say? 13 million or yeah. billion? Like, billion. That, that that's worth so much money yet there's such a simple solution that would solve everything you know yeah and it's just being open to it isn't it it's being open to hearing or seeing something differently yeah i mean it, you couldn't have it's it's interesting isn't it because like I couldn't hear, you know, I couldn't hear, I couldn't see anything, you know, it was kind of like, even though like there was a lot of wisdom around me on my journey, there was a lot of spiritual um, people that I met and understanding, you know, although it was, it was different to the principles, but it was somewhat point. I mean, I was talking about, there's a book called Awareness by Anthony DeMello, which basically mm -hmm. points to exactly the same thing as the principles. And, um, and I read it like 10 years ago and I thought, yeah, great book, you know, carry on. That was it. You know, it was kind of like, sounds like a good idea. And I, and I was, I'm in the middle of reading the surrender experiment and I was mm. talking to someone about it last night and they're saying that, you know, it just, it, unless you really see the truth of what we're pointing to here, you know, that it's just a good idea. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Just doing nothing with your mind seems like a great idea. Just, letting go and trusting that wisdom will take care. That seems like a great idea too, you know, but it's kind of like, no, really, you know, it's kind of like, that's how it works. You know, it's kind of like, the, the, that's really how it works. And um, it's kind of like, a, it's like the a muscle, you know, when you go to the gym, you know, it's kind of like when you first go, it's kind of, you know, it's quite weak, but the more you exercise it, you know, the stronger it gets. It's, it's, it's that way with life. I mean, I've had situations come up where I've thought, Oh, like what I can really like just, you know, not, you know, have to do anything here and things will work themselves out. And I mean, and so far, you know, everything that I've been willing to surrender to life to, you know, it's kind of like has, you know, nothing has not gone, you know, the, the thing is as well about it is that there is no bad way either. I mean, it's yeah. kind of like, it's only me, the idea of me that has a bad way and a good way. You know, it's kind of like the reality is, is that let's say uh, I lost my job or let's say something happened to me or I don't know, anything that might be deemed as bad in, in, in you know, in typical sort of understanding. But like, who knows what's come to teach me or what good's going to come out of it? You know, it's kind of like I, maybe I lose my job because I'm going to find a better one or do something different or whatever it is. And it's like, it's always like, oh, when something happens, I say, oh, 
that's interesting. You know, it's kind of like, that's interesting. Whereas before I would have been, oh my God, you know, what am I going to do now? It's like devastating. My life's over, you know, and it's like such a different way to approach life. You know, that's interesting. Just to be curious about what things mean. You know, when people are angry with me, that's interesting. You know, it's kind of like, whereas before I would have like, really turned it internally and made it to be something bad about me you know and it's like and and, and not always do I do I do that I get caught up in shit you know and be human at times but it's like Mm -hmm. most of my life is like that I'm so I mean so many people comment you're you're almost dead you're that calm you know and it's (laughs) like you know I'm just like nothing seems to affect me quite a lot of the time and I, I really enjoy living my life that way because it feels kind of you know that I'm in a nice feeling a lot of the time yeah and it's funny when that becomes like the abnormal <laughs> like people are shocked why are you so calm <laughs> yeah it's funny like you say it's kind of like coming back to that those there's lots of different self-help tools and you know we are they are all kind of pointing in the same direction like you say there's lots of just different labels for different things and mm. and so you do kind of see you know you can just kind of awaken to this understanding i guess through lots of different of the lots of different self-help theories i guess that are out there um and i guess it is just about being open to hearing but i guess the principles for me so when when you describe something as a principle it's like a fundamental explanation for how something works and i think whereas self-help tools and techniques are kind of just like well this is some this is one thing that's helped for me and and you know it's 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 not necessarily a principle if that makes sense for me it was it was like this explained why i guess why in a way the self-help tools and techniques were were working and and not working even i guess yeah it's like so what what we're talking about the difference between concepts and principles right i mean it's kind of like that um concepts are everywhere you know everyone's got an idea and i think that like Many people say oh, that sounds like a great concept about the principles, you know, and it's kind of like, and, and I like the explanation of gravity as a principle, you know, mm-hmm. as like saying of how to highlight the difference, you know, and then the first time I heard this story really made me laugh, you know, but like someone said to me, if you understand the principle of gravity, you don't walk out of the third floor hotel window if you need to get down to the bottom quickly. You know, you just get in the lift because you know how it works. You don't have yeah, to think about that. gravity. You don't have to wonder whether you're going to jump out the window or not because it would be the quickest way down. You just know how it works, you know, and that's, yeah. that's the principle. And it's like that kind of um, ties in with what I was saying about, you know, how life feels so calm and so clear and knowing what to do. It's kind of like you understand how it works. You know, it's kind of like, no, this is really how it works. It's not. And, and the difference with the concept is is just – you know, all, all of the, all of the, you know, understandings, all treatments, all modalities of, and all ideas, you know, are all just someone's concept, you know, it's something that they tried and worked and they thought it would work for everyone, you know, it's just man-made idea, you know, and and that's very different because the principles are just an explanation of how the system works. They're the science behind psychology. They are the, the fundamental foundation of where our psychology comes from. And that's very different to just sharing an understanding of how something works versus try this technique or do this, you know, use these tools, you know, in order to feel better. They're like, when you see how the system works, like, no, really, this is how it works. It's kind of like that 
then you realize that there's nothing more to do about it right yeah exactly and I love that that's kind of what I was trying to point to is that it's these concepts are just what what has worked for one person and in their one moment and I think that's why this is and again you don't really even need to know what the three principles are it's 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 working like that anyway because it's that that's why it's a principle right it's it's explaining that that is how it is always working but once you do know it's, it's like oh god <laughs> okay so that was a misunderstanding the entire time <laughs> i didn't need to do anything it was, yeah. this was always just working out as it was meant to anyway you know we're always being guided through life and lived and yeah without us needing to get involved i guess did you did you have resistance? I mean, I'm curious, like, I'm always thinking about, well, you know, like, when people are resistant, when you're just trying to point to how something works, that they want to protect, you know, it makes sense, but it's kind of like, but it's, it makes sense. And it doesn't, you know, it's kind of like makes perfect sense now in this moment, but like some moments when you're trying to just point to something that's so potentially life changing for people, you know, that they're resistant, and they want to keep hold of their ideas yet they're still suffering you know or they're still struggling yeah i think resistance is an interesting one because the way i see resistance is that it's almost like you've hit up against a belief system so i don't necessarily see that resistance is a bad thing it's almost like it's it's your mind's working it out because it's fundamentally you're disagreeing with what's being said but actually in that moment your mind's kind of going hang on a minute but <laughs> but is that true because otherwise you won't have resistance right because you wouldn't care you'd just be like well that's not true <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like if somebody said to me you're not creative I'd be like yeah whatever but if somebody had said to me you're not enough I'd have been in tears because <laughs> actually for me there felt like there was some truth in the fact I wasn't enough but I, I didn't believe that I wasn't creative yeah. so for me resistance is kind of a good thing because it's almost like it's it's your mind's like hits up against something it's trying to figure it out and whether it is true so actually for me it kind of feels like it's it's a way of people seeing the truth I think for me I I didn't have a lot of resistance I think um it, it kind of just went in straight away I was like wow <laughs> this is life-changing and it's almost like the next day I just woke up like a different person yeah. because I'd just seen something so different yeah but obviously you know throughout life throughout our lives we do have resistance and i see resistance in my clients and and it's it, for me it does seem like it's it's the mind just kind of figuring it out a little bit yeah i mean it's been a great conversation is there is there anything is there any other stuff you want to mention or anything else you want to talk about i don't think so i think um yeah, I, I think we've explored quite a lot there, which was quite quite interesting. Some stuff that came out, which was which was cool. Um, if anybody is kind, of, I don't know when this is going out, but there's lots of conversations on my um, self rediscovery summit, which are quite cool to listen to. Um, and if anybody ever wants to kind of chat about anything, then I'm always here to for them to reach out, happy to have a chat. So other than that, I think yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'll put your. Um... I'll put your details in, you know, in the, in the podcast page when I put it out. Um, I think there's definitely uh, the stuff we talked about. A lot of people will be able to, you know, identify being in that struggle of, you know, or being in the self-help world and, and really sort of, um, you know, I think what you're trying to point to with your book and what you're doing with your summit and stuff like that is just that, you know, there's another way basically. And it's not, 
it's not an uphill battle you know there's no there's not there's not so much struggle that it's actually more of an undoing and more of a surrender to what's really true and it's like and life can be beautiful and joyful and free and content you know without having to read all the self-help books or do all the affirmations and do all that stuff you know and that's kind of that's what I love about you know what you're talking about yeah it's so much easier than we think <laughs> it's like, yeah it's it's yeah 